Can you hear me? Yep. Can you hear me? All right, good. Yeah. No, just, right. just a second there, but I think we're good. Uh, the lights are still working. Woo. All right. So, everybody, welcome to Chaos at Ringside. I am your host, uh, Jonathan Gilchrist, and that guy over there, he is the Bret Hart to my PCO. That's Mr. Rowdy Vice. Yeah, yeah, get it, get it. Whoa, 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 and that very topical entrance, along with the weird what's, um, was because we just literally, five seconds before we started recording, uh, watched, uh, it was No Surrender, right? Because they also advertised Sacrifice. Um, yes, sir. Impact, No Surrender. So we're going to talk about some Impact tonight, because we actually have some Impact to talk about. Yeah, um, overall, pretty good show. Yeah, especially for the price, like you said. It was, it was not an expensive bucks, show. Yeah, it's- uh, for for the for the for the show, yeah, ten bucks is a steal for what we for what we watch. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know if you want to go like match by match, or you just want to skip around to the stuff that really hit you, because uh, you obviously um, you're more into the storyline. So I just have my impressions of what I watched. Uh, I, I'm kind of curious more to have you talk about what what you thought, and then me kind of going off that and going more. Like into okay. what you saw, what you saw, you know what I mean? Gotcha. Um, yeah, I thought overall it was um, it was a really good show. It wasn't very much like watching New Japan is for me, which is weird to say, but I didn't realize how far out of the loop I was with who everybody is and what they're doing. So it really <laughs> was just there was no nothing to it for me. It was just match, 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 and. But that being said, the matches themselves were really well done. Um, I really, the only one that really stuck out to me is like a something that a story because it has something to do with AEW was the Jay White and uh, Eric Young match. Um, but I even don't know really know the background of that, but I did enjoy uh, their match and like the you know back and forth. Also, good to see Eric Young having a faction that's working and not being buried. So. Um, <laughs> Why, whatever uh, could you possibly mean? I have no idea. I, you know, it's insane for me to say that. There's no sanity in my brain for me to say that. <laughs> um, let's see what else stuck out. I really liked the first match, I think that really did set the tone. But I don't, um, here's the thing I know, I know both of them, I don't know their names in um, Impact. What, are the, what were the two guys that started the match or started the night? Well, there was um, four. The first match was at the um, the, oh, the the former North American champion and the bull guy, or am I forgetting a match before that? Well, technically, I, we were trying to figure out the show. We were technically oh, yeah, trying we, to we figure out the very first match. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we missed the very first match, which was the Fatal Four Way. Unfortunately. Yeah, so, well, I mean, because I don't know exactly what was happening there, because we only saw a few seconds anyway. So, yeah. based on who you saw win. Like, do you have anything you want to add to about that match as far as like what built up to it? 
I mean, all of them are future stars, I would say, for the most part. Uh, mm-hmm. Jake something is certainly something. Because um, <laughs> the dude, he, Impact, man, Impact has a few of these guys that mm-hmm. are just like really big, but really like, like just jacked, but right. really fucking athletic. Right. Yeah. Because, like, obviously, we have Moose, which we'll, we'll be talking about later, but. Also, Jake something is a lot like that too, where he is jacked, but he can he can he can go right. But like, so what did you think? Because we did get to see like the very very end. What did you think of like who got to win the match? As far as like, was it? Surprise? It made sense. Okay, it made sense. Jake something is like, gonna, I, he's one of those guys that I can I can see them like basically pushing pretty hard, mm-hmm. and they've already it's already kind of started so. Was um was the match for anything? Because like I we didn't see any build up. Was like, did he get a title shot um, from that, or was it just like a fatal four way for that sake? No, I think it's a. Don't quote me, but I thought it was like a number one contenders match mm-hmm. for like the X division title. I want to say. Okay. I well, think. Yeah. No, like I said, we didn't get to see any of it, so I've got nothing really to add to it. But yeah. Um, that happened first, and then we like literally we got to see the pin, and then it went into the next match, which is the one I was going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, we were having some issues getting into the getting then, into the fight TV. Yeah, although I will say, just the free plug for fight TV. Overall, once we got in, the app worked a lot better than uh, Bleacher Report usually does. Yeah, so absolutely good on them. Um, but so yeah, as far as like the other match, like again, I can't remember who like what their names are, but I know both of them. Um, yeah, but, um, so it's the match, it was Jonah versus Black Taurus. Jonah, there it is. Yep, okay, yeah, they said it once, but I need a little bit more time before I can remember names. Um, yeah, yeah, another no, really good match. Yeah, the match itself was really solid. We've seen Black Taurus before, as you mentioned, on that triple A event that we watched and I was impressed with him then. He was Brian Cage's partner. And um yeah, I just two really big guys just doing stuff that you wouldn't expect two big guys to do. And just again really highlights the fact the Derby um is kind of fucking insane that they let somebody with Jonah's athletic ability and size just walk out the door. Um, I mean there is a certain type of body <laughs> that Vince McMahon will just never go for, never appreciate. Yeah, that that's fair, and that I will say he's been consistent because that that goes back to basically forever. Yeah, um, yeah. Mick Foley is very lucky that he had the career that he's had. Yeah, uh, I'd say so for many reasons, but mostly because. Well, actually, I don't know if you've ever heard that story. Have you ever heard Jim Ross tell how McFoley got his job? Uh, didn't they like? I I, I kind of remember hearing about it. So didn't they like basically lie to Vince? No, about well, like kind of. Um, so the way McFoley got his job is Jim Ross was pushing for him for a long time, right? To the point where it annoyed Vince. And um, so Vince eventually said, okay, I'm going to hire him just so you will know what it's like to have your heart broken by a talent. That is how oh, little oh, Vince right. had in McFoley. 
So, yeah, so Mick Foley, very lucky. But everybody else that's a big guy, like, just doesn't matter the level of talent. You can look at Bam Bam Bigelow just over and over again. Um, Honestly, I mean, and as much as I hate to say it, not not just big guys, too. Like, I, I, even though I think she's awesome and I love her, like, I don't expect Dewdrop to be in WWE for, like, an, like within the year, probably. Yeah, no, it's that's definitely it, – it, it's probably even worse because Vince is very one-note when it comes to his women wrestlers yeah. in general. So, She's so good, too. Like, oh, God. Yeah. Which, it's a shame. It, it, you know, it is what it is. Uh, hopefully she, when whenever that does come, if it does come, which I think we're both in agreement it will, she'll end up on her feet. But back to Impact Wrestling as far as like that goes. So yeah, that match itself was just crazy. Some of those headbutts were fucking like nasty. Yeah, yeah. right? Oh. And um, yeah, I, nothing but good things for that match. I, I don't know if there's anything else you want to hit on specifically, but. No, it was just God. It was a good match. The right guy won. Jonah's like newer to the company, yeah. and like he's he's gonna he he's another guy who they're probably gonna push the crap out of here. I could see that. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm horrible at remembering, even though we just watched it. What was the next match uh, after that? The next, I believe, the next match was Jay White and Eric Young, which was a okay. banger. Yeah, that was like that was just. Such good back and forth in the rain, like really good technical. They slapped the shit out of each other too, right? Like chops, like they like they chopped the crap out of each other. And then Jay White hitting that what was it was like a side suplex kind, of, like a face buster on the apron that looked really nasty. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And um, yeah, I'm really. I'm interested, especially because of how we'll get to it, but how the whole thing ends. I'm interested to see what happens with Jay White now that he's also doing AEW. Um, Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll talk about it here in a little bit for the for the further the match that was a little further down. How how do they? I just how do they do this? I mean, I guess it like it makes sense. It's doable because Impact is live, and I'm pretty sure. Or, I mean, Impact is, like, taped and yeah. um, AEW's live, so it should be doable schedule-wise, but they've never really put somebody that's clearly got so many storylines going on in Impact so firmly in the center of an AEW storyline. Um, yeah. Yeah, like, they need him around for at least a few weeks to resolve this Adam Cole, or, yeah, Adam Cole thing, and I don't know how, how that's going to all play out. I don't know. Um, yeah, but... Uh, it, it'll certainly be interesting. Yeah, <laughs> um, I am very curious. This like he is a he is a busy man. Yeah, good problem to have for him, I guess. Um, yeah. Um, as far as that, what was the next one after Eric Young and uh, Switchblade? Um, after that match, was that trying to remember off the top of my head? Match? Yeah, I believe after that match was uh. Diana Perrazzo, the Virtuosa. Right, versus uh, Miranda something. Alizé. Okay. I only remember Miranda because I do like the fact that she like calls the Miranda, rights. The Miranda rights. Yeah, Yeah. me too. Um, well, but yeah, another really solid match, though. Like, Yeah. It was really good, and I really 
I do appreciate because it is kind of unique the open challenge where before the match starts, like right before the challenger can decide which title they're going to be fighting for. Yeah, because uh, Deanna Prazo is both the ROH women's champion and the Reina Del Reina. Yeah. I don't know. Right? Triple, I think so. It's the AAA women's champion. But it's yeah. basically, yeah, it's basically the AAA women's championship. But it's like the Reina Del Reinas or something like that. Like, like Queen that, of, yeah. I think it's like supposed to be for like Queen of Queens or something like that. Oh, that makes sense. <clears throat> yeah, no, no, really solid match. There was some, there was some like weirdness with uh, Miranda. Uh, like, A little bit, but yeah. not as bad as what we'll see later on. Um, yeah. No, she kind of yeah, no, where she tapped out before the submission hold was even really. Yeah, bad. that was that was a little weird for. Like for the end of the match, it almost seemed like she. It seemed like she tapped out to uh, Perazzo's like elbows, kind right. of like her leaning elbows, instead of when. And then Perazzo like put her in her submission afterwards, but it was like right. it was kind of like halfway through while she was tapping out. So it was just it just lo- it just looked a little weird. Yeah. Yeah, but but the match overall was still really really solid, like really yeah. good. Yeah, nothing like just these that just like I, I because they kind of mentioned it. She is uh, Miranda's still kind of new, so yeah. I think it's just you know getting used to it. Yeah, um, absolutely. Plus, we don't know we don't know how how many times they've wrestled each other. Like, yeah, this could have been like their first meeting or something. I think yeah. they would have mentioned it if it was. That's and I don't true. remember them doing it, but not that I heard or remember. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's see. What was the next one? Because they put in um, the... Uh, after that... My brain is fucking toast. I believe... I really can't remember. Because it wasn't Mickey James. That that came a little bit later. Nope. nope, that was later. I know the um, three that ended the night. I'm just trying to think what happened right after the Miranda match. Um, was there one more match between this and the tag match? Um, I, I feel don't like know. I, I think mine went right into the tag match, to be honest with you. Now that we you really just it. fucking watched this. How do we not remember? Because we're horrible me- at memory. That's part of our charm. Um, so if no, give me two seconds. Match, I can't remember it. So Give me, give me two seconds. I'm going gonna... to... Oh, you look into it. I will just say... Oh, how can I... Okay. I don't know how I could forget this. My girl, it was Cardona and and, and my girl right, Jordan right. Grace. That was it. Yep. How the so, fuck do I forget? Oh man. What was? I'm okay. sorry, baby. Because <laughs> it was Matt Cardona. What's her name again? Because yeah, Jordan Grace. Okay, Jordan Grace. You best remember. <laughs> and they were doing the digital media uh, championship. Uh, yeah. Where. Also, this is one of the first places I think there was a technical issue where, like, they were starting off the match. And the referee was like getting both corners. The lights go out, and for whatever reason, the referee just kept going. Like he held up the belt. They did a close-up of the belt without any lights. It yeah, was, the lights were not coming back on. It was really weird. Like they they came back on in like I don't know thirty seconds after that. But the fact that the referee never stopped doing what he was supposed to be doing with yeah. the lights obviously out was kind of a yeah. weird decision. It was a little weird, yeah, for sure. But um, um yeah, so. Uh, it was an oh. intergender match. So good, uh, though. Yeah, it was it, really good. Like, 
I want like your honest opinion. Uh-huh. Jordan Grace. Like honest, Yeah, honest opinion, she was very um yeah, I I I mentioned her as part of the like I'd like to see her as an open challenge for Jake Cargill just because I want Jake Cargill to have more people. But more than that, I think she is a very uh talented woman wrestler and she does have that kind of power um that yeah, she would have some very interesting matches in the AEW division with like like you said, Nyla Rose or She's so good. She's, She's so good. And if you like put her against Britt Baker, she'd be definitely a very big threat to Britt Baker, even if with no build up, just based on her physicality, like you would have to just yeah. count it as a you know, possibility in the back of your head. So Yeah, I was I, I think I told I, yeah, I said to you like Neither Rose was the first one that came to mind because those two I think would put on an amazing match. But yeah. the other name that came out after Nyla Rose that I thought would be oh, so good is her and Thunder Rosa. I think would yeah. be so good. She's yeah. just oh, she's so talented. No, she would definitely like I said, she would be a big get for AEW. Um, I think her. I don't think she would work in WWE for a lot of the same as we just talked about Dewdrop. Yeah, um, no, I, I, w- I would not, I would not wish working in the WWE on my worst enemy. I don't know if this match would work out, but I'd be very. Which will make our next, this. which will make our our future conversation, which will make yeah. our main topic of tonight very interesting. I don't, I don't think I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, what? Who's going to WWE? Like I don't. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But yeah, um, like Jordan, Jordan Grace is. It's it's tough. She, right. I would say she probably. Britt Baker has been so fucking awesome too. Right. I, I would say Jordan Grace is probably my favorite female wrestler right now currently. It'd be interesting. Just <laughs> and I because, think Britt Baker is like a close second. Yeah. It'd be interesting for me just because, like, um, I think of her as like, she's my pet project kind of. Um, Layla Hirsch, I think, would be an interesting like wrestler. Oh player. yeah, Layla Hirsch is really good too. Yeah, um, which we'll get to. But that yeah, like, but, yeah. I think purely from like an in-ring standpoint, I think Jordan Grace is currently my favorite like female wrestler. Yeah, and I, and I think like probably like Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa are like close behind that. Right. I will say <laughs> I wasn't a fan of the ending because the ending was just a low blow to Cardona. Yeah. Like, yeah, just it. Like, if you're going to do a disqualification, that's fine. It's just I don't know. Something about it was kind of like there was no real reason for that. She's clearly supposed to be the face, and yeah, I don't understand why that happened that way. So yeah, they did the classic like because they've done storylines like not not they isn't just Impact, but like wrestling in general Mm -hmm. has done these storylines plenty of times before. Where like the heel basically makes the face so angry that they like lose control and just get themselves disqualified. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen that story play out a bunch. It's it. It's not exactly new. Um, yeah. Oh, also, I just realized that apparently we missed three matches. Oh, we. I thought it started at eight. Like we were right after that. I guess not. Oh, maybe it was the pre-show. I think the two matches were pre-show. Never mind. Yeah. Because like, if be. they did three matches in six minutes, that's pretty impressive. 
Yeah, no, I think they were pre-matched. I think they were pre-matches. Gotcha. Never mind. Okay. Um, But yeah, like, I think the thing that was weird about it was because they made the same comment that they always do about those types of things that were like, oh, said heel made, made, like, made said face, like, lose, like, lose their emotion or whatever, or like, lose, basically, like, get emotional or whatever. But it just sounded a little weird because they basically said it the exact same way. Only it was like it's Jordan Grace, obviously, and she's a woman. Like they, it almost sounded like they were. It was kind of, kind of coming off as a little sexist, right? Like if you said that exact same thing without the context of that's what they always say in wrestling, it definitely sounds sexist. It sounds like you're saying she, you know, the man she got over emotional, and that's why she lost. And it's like. That's not what yeah. they meant, but that's how it sort of sounded. It, it's definitely not what they meant because they do say that, like for yeah. every like every time that happens with that kind of a match, no yeah. matter who the combatants are. But yeah, it just, no, it, it, it just sounded that. a little weird because of who the who the combatants were. So. Yeah. No, with that finish, it made it made sense. If there were two men, you wouldn't even blinked at it. It's just the fact that one of the people happened to be a woman that made it a little weird. It just um, yeah, it just came off a little differently. Yeah. All right. So after that, that would be the tag matches: the Good Brothers. Uh, yeah. After the, girls after the match between Matt Cardona and the lovely, beautiful, amazing Jordan Grace. Um, she's just so good. Okay, I can't take it. She's so good in the ring. Uh, so yeah, here. But yeah, the then it's the Good Brothers and the Girls of Destiny. So, for the Impact Tag Titles. I don't think anybody, like, if you've been watching either of these two tag teams, you, you shouldn't be surprised. This is just an awesome tag match. Yeah. Um, there's, yeah, really nothing to say about it except for positive. I mean, ain't nobody better than Gorilla. Right. And the Good Brothers are just, well, the Good Brothers. So, um, but yeah, I, I don't know, like, so before I get to the, the big ending, is there anything you wanted to point out specifically in the match itself? Uh, it was a really, really good match overall. Right. Lack of lack, lack of swearing from Tongaloa. You know, it always makes me sad. Um, I uh, missed so, the missed the good old I missed the good old New Japan like yeah. Tongaloa just cursing like every five yeah. seconds. Uh, yeah, I feel like he's got to clean it up for American TV. So yeah. But, um, but yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely nice. Really good. I mean, I'm not the biggest Good Brothers fan, if we're being completely honest. Okay. I don't. Okay. I mean, they're good, obviously, but I'm just. I'm not the it's huge. Right there in their name. I mean, I know. <laughs> they're good. Yeah, no, they're good. Um, but yeah, I'm not the hugest fan, but mm-hmm. I love. I love God. Girls of Destiny, mm-hmm. so good. So good. Um, yeah. like I, I, I hope that they do some forbidden door stuff in AEW. I would love to see, like, I would love to see Gorillas of Destiny take on any of the tag teams, really. In there, they have a very specific reason to uh, chase somebody onto AEW TV. So maybe. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, that's the that was the big swerve there where um, uh, Jay White came out and uh, betrayed the Grills of Destiny to the Good Brothers, 
And uh, yeah. they have basically effectively kicked them out of Bullet Club. Yeah, that's the way the announcers called it is that they kicked them out of Bullet Club. So I don't know if that's going to stick for New Japan, but if, I mean, if they made the point of saying it, I'm guessing that's what the, the storyline is going to do. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm very. It's interesting. It's made. I'm very curious now. Mm-hmm. I'm very curious to see New Japan going forward. Yeah, because I'm is, very interested to see what happens on that end. It's yeah. It's weird. And it's like, which one do you follow? Then do you like? Do you think it'll be played out on New Japan uh, strong, or do you think you have to watch the new like because those two don't always affect each other, even though they are technically all the same company. So, yeah, I guess I don't know. Maybe I can see it playing out on strong for like a little bit, mm-hmm. and then I don't know. I kind of was. I kind of just assumed Gorillas of Destiny were going to stay in Japan because they've yeah. kind of always just been, you know, they've always they've always just been in in the Japan side of New Japan. You know, right? They've never really ventured into America that much, right? So, yeah. I don't um, know. We'll have to see. I, I almost, like, I think I said this to you when it happened. I almost expect, like, more of, like, a separation between, like, Japan Bullet Club and, like, America Bullet Club. Mm-hmm. Or U.S. Yeah, America. Same fucking thing. U.S. Bullet Club. And, like, I don't know, maybe more of, like, a separation of the two. Right. I mean, that would make sense from what I remember from uh, what was going on in New Japan, because Jay White, to me, when I was watching it, seemed like he kind of was on the outs of Bullet Club until he showed back up in Impact being the face of Bullet Club. Like, yeah. The way they were playing it was after he made, lost that big match that we watched a few months ago at this point, it, was, it felt like to me that he was out, but Honestly, again, I don't know New Japan well enough to know for sure if that's what they were doing. So yeah, I don't know. It's gonna. I need to do a little more research on that because it'll. I'm very interested to see what happens going yeah. forward. Yeah, me too. But um, yeah. So good I can't see. I was just gonna say I can't see Tamatanga, especially Tamatanga, being in New Japan and not uh-huh. being a member of Bullet Club. Right. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Like like you said, I'm playing watching some New Japan later anyway, so we'll see what eventually gets said on there, if anything. Yeah. Um. All right, so after the tag match, I think that was the Mickey James match. Yep, Mickey James um, taking on Tasha Steeles. Which definitely now, that like especially at the end where you mentioned it, yeah, definitely looking back is very much like uh, Mickey James versus Trish 2.0, but now Mickey is in the Trish you know, well, <laughs> uh, we should clarify. Chelsea Green is like the 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 Mickey part of the Mickey Trish, right? Well, I was also Tom- talking about the the whole kiss thing. I was like, uh, oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I I get another great match. I we all know that I'm not the huge biggest women's wrestling fan in general, but it was a really good match. Um, I was really blown away by the fact that this is the the first time they actually had a women's Ultimate X match to get to this match. I yeah. would assume they would have done it before now. Um, but yeah, uh, as far as the match itself goes, I was really surprised that Mickey 
Like I knew Mickey could still go, but it sometimes it just hits me. It's like really still okay. Go for it. So yeah. Well, I think the thing is, like you, like you'll still hear like, oh, you know, like you know, Mickey, like Mickey James, like this wrestler, that wrestler is still wrestling. Oh yeah, no, they're still looking really good. It takes seeing them yourself to really be like, oh shit, no, yeah, oh they're right. really still like they're really still going. Right. Yeah. No. As far as I can tell, hasn't lost a step. Um, exactly. I I watched the wrong World Rumble, so I didn't get to see her in that. But maybe that would have given me a hint. So maybe I don't know. That's also that's also uh, a ro- that's also a, a, a battle royal setting. Yeah. And right. WWE wrestling. Right. Right. So. Which, you know, yeah. I awesome. don't know how much of an idea that would really be able to give you. Gotcha. Well, this match did that for me. And um, yeah, I enjoyed the match. I uh, uh, I think we, yeah, Mickey retained, which is yep. I guess good. I don't know. I don't know what the division looks like or how long she's had the title, but Mickey retained. And um, yeah, overall nothing to complain about. But again, I'm just it's not one of my fortes to dive into women's wrestling. I, that much. I think what I can see happening here is they are clearly going with like a. I think it's clearly leading to a like a. Uh, eventually, like probably Chelsea Green turning on Mickey, mm-hmm. that makes maybe sense. going a little crazy about it. Because um, also Chelsea Green's character, in and of itself, like that character has a history of just being completely insane. Right. So, like the two kind of go together really well. Yeah, makes sense. But I can see her. Yeah, I can see that happening, and I can see like Mickey James dropping the title to Chelsea Green. Yeah, no, they definitely that just based on the fact that they made the point of doing a pre-match interview. That seems like where they were heading next. So, yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Which that should be really good too. Yeah, so just to make sure we mention it because it comes up later. At some point in the round this time, uh, we cut to the back and um, Eddie Edwards, who's part of a Impact versus Honor No More match that's the main event is found unconscious on the ground and uh, won't be in the match and they have to replace him with uh, um, what was the guy's name? Brooks Swan's, uh, Willie Mack. Willie Mack. So they had to replace him with Willie Mack in the main event. So that'll be important later on. But uh, So I'll just throw it in there because the next match would have been Moose and uh, Morsi, right? Yep. The um, main event, or not the main event, the world title match right. slash possibly, <laughs> as much as it pains me to say, yeah. possibly the worst match on the show. Yeah. Which, not like worse than like, oh my god, there's a train wreck. Like, had a lot of like missed cues and botches. Yeah. And... Just a few different botches and miscues. I think miscue is a better word than botch. I think botch might be a little too strong. Yeah. I think a few miscues is a better term for it. For some reason, Morrissey just had a lot of trouble hitting a good-looking powerbomb in this match. Yeah. Which there was like five or six of them, and most of them kind of looked uneven and weird for some reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of them almost looked like he was going to drop Moose on his head. So luckily that didn't happen. I did think it was really funny when uh, he – did the power bomb to Moose on the on the on the apron or whatever, <laughs> and he just yells, "Got it that fucking time!" <laughs> he was very excited that he got that. 
Yeah, um, like, that was really funny. Um, I don't think it wasn't meant to be, but it, I, I laughed. Um, <laughs> yeah, other than that, though, it was just a really hard hitting match. Like, it was in that way, it was really good. There was just two big guys really beating the shit out of each other for the world title. Uh, that's yeah. not how we say it on the show, sir. How do we say it? Two big guys slapping meat. I'm I'm sorry, I forgot. That's how we have to say that from now on. That's how we say that on this. That's how we say it on this show. Just just two large men slapping meat. Oh, gosh. well, that's clearly what was happening. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, it was. The other thing that was weird about this match was there was some weird refereeing issues. Oh um, yeah. Like so, basically, the I don't think it was necessarily a ref's fault. Yeah, you're right, because it was the fact that the... the um, okay, so the one we're talking about is back-to-back, uh, Morrissey hits powerbomb, pins Moose. Moose immediately, like his arm is under the rope, which breaks mm-hmm. the pin, um, but the ref counts two anyway for no apparent reason. Um, and then right after that, I think Moose hits a spear, and yep. Morrissey's, I think, leg was right under the rope. Same thing. But the reason it was weird was just that instead of like grabbing the rope or putting your foot on the rope, they just did the whole plane breaking the plane breaks the pin. But it just it looked bad. It just didn't look. It, it, it looked really bad. All. So, you know, well, whatever. It was, it was it was what it was. It kept going, and eventually Moose hits like the third or fourth spear, which is another issue. There was just so many spears, but finally this one spear was enough to. Get the three and uh, Moose retains the world title. So, yeah, yep. Yeah. Which yeah, also, I mean, it was a fine match, but yeah, I don't know if it was good for the storyline. Yeah. Uh, all right, but yeah, so there's the world title, and we move on to our actual main event, which was the five on five, um, just brawl basically. Um, and the, the stipulation of the match was pretty simple. If Honor No More, which is a group of, if you don't haven't fallen in back, it's a group of Reign of Honor guys coming directly out of Reign of Honor. Uh, let's see if I can remember. It was uh, Mike Bennett, uh, Kenny King, PCO, Vincent, and uh, Matt Taven, along with Maria. Did I miss anybody? I think that's everybody, right? Uh, I got it. Yeah, you know, you're good. I even got Vincent. That would be the one that I would forget. Um, it was those five guys, yeah, five guys plus a woman coming in, and the idea of the match was if they could beat Team Impact, which was Rhino, Rich Swan, um, his partner whose name I forgot again, William Mac. Thank you, Chris Saban, and um, oh, what was the last one? Damn it! So with this one, uh, I only know, I don't know his first name. Yeah. I, 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 I think his last name is Macklin. Yeah, Macklin, because it was on his shirt. Yeah, um, but I do not know his first name. But yeah, so if, uh, um, Honor No More wins this match, they get to stay in Impact Wrestling. And honestly, at this point, this trope with like invading groups is really well, just well-treaded. Um it just it just is like obviously the group invading is going to win because you're going to keep using that group. That's the whole point. If they don't win, then it's just over. So it kind of it kind of takes it out of that. But there's really nothing else you 
can do with it. This is sort of how you have to do it to play up on the invasion angle, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, the match itself was really good. There was a lot of really cool spots in it. PCO doing shit that no man that started wrestling in 1987 <laughs> should still be doing. Uh, uh, yeah, everybody like really just brought their A-game in this match. Uh, I really yeah, think that was Dude, fucking PCO, man. Yeah, PCO really stood out in this match. And I don't know if it's because he stands he out in like every match he's in. It's, it's yeah. just because he's so old and he still does what he does. I was going to say, I, I was trying to think if it was just because of what he did or if it's the fact that we looked up like when he debuted as a wrestler and it blew our minds. It's, so. it's, it's because he does what he does at his age. Yeah. Which, oh, I think at this point, we might have already seen him in a match on this podcast before because I feel like we went through some of the matches he would have been in in like 95 in WBF. I'm yeah, not positive. I think, so. I think we did. Uh, I forget what his name was back then. Uh, it was like Jacques something. He, um, his biggest storyline, which I think we have covered, was he got a chance at Bret Hart's world title. And part of the storyline was at some point he stole Bret Hart's jacket. And that was like the whole thing. I think it was actually huh. after Bret lost the title. Like he stole Bret's jacket and that was what the match was based on. <laughs> so from that to No Surrender 2022, still doing it. Um, but so as far as the match itself goes, just I don't I don't know if Rich Swan got a concussion, but it definitely looked like he could have from PCO landing on his head. Uh, <laughs> so there's that. Um, but yeah, I don't. I, is there anything else you want to again point out before I jump in? Because I really do want to talk um, about the, the ending. No. Trying to think what else? Uh, no, because like everyone hit their shit. Everything was really solid. Yeah. And yeah, just PCO is fucking PCO, man. Yeah. So the match ends with, um, I can't remember who it was that was in the ring with Maria, but basically. Rhino is threatening to gore Maria, and um, as he's threatening to do that, out of the back, here comes Eddie Edwards, uh, who is finally back awake after his brutal attack, and then he gets in the rain. Seems like he's going to hit Maria with his, uh, I guess his now infamous kendo stick. This is how old I am. That I, <laughs> the kendo stick is still new to me, um, mm. for Eddie Edwards anyway. And, um, yeah, and then what do you know? Eddie turns on Rhino and hits Rhino with the kendo stick. Again, because I'm sold and out of the loop, and I think I said this to you when you brought up this match to me originally, I was like, Eddie Edwards is ROH to me. It seems very weird that he's fighting for impact. So clearly, clearly I called it because I'm a wrestling genius. And now Eddie Edwards seems to be with Honor No More. And uh, yeah. Yeah, they, they get to stay in impact. So, like I said, I'm not mad at the ending. It's just, it was very, especially once he ran down, it was very predictable. There was, there oh, was yeah, absolutely. No chance it wasn't going to happen. Yeah, I so, mean, to be fair, though, like, I mean, there's going to be things in wrestling that are, yeah. that are predictable, but that doesn't, that doesn't mean that they're, they shouldn't happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, like, there's, there's a reason you would do it that way. That makes the most sense. Um, you, ideally, you'd want the betrayal to be like a real shock, but 
I mean, and maybe it would be. Maybe if we weren't such like, you know, you know, marks, smart marks, maybe it would still be a shock to like the casual fan. I don't know. I can't put myself in that headspace. But um, yeah, so it is what it is. It's a fine ending, and it leads to some really good storylines of <laughs> Eddie Train. Although, again, it leads to the weird production shit of this pay per view where the cameraman spends a good two, three minutes like doing close-ups and like repositioning the patch for impact that was on Eddie Edwards coat that he took off showing that he's left impact wrestling. <laughs> it's just, it was weird that they put it up on screen for as long as they did. Um, yeah. There's nothing else to say about it. It was just a really weird thing that happened. Um, so yeah, overall really great pay-per-view. Uh, nothing, yeah, nothing really bad to say about it. It was a steal at the price that, uh, it was on there for and I think there's a good chance um, that we'll probably end up watching their next pay-per-view as well because it comes right yeah. before um, Revolution so like the day before so it'd be cool to watch that and then Revolution so um, anything else you want to add on the impact uh, No Surrender before we move on to AEW overall it's a really solid show especially for the price yeah like I cannot say this enough that if impact pay-per-views are only going to be 10 bucks. Yeah. Like there's like, it's a steal for the, for the show that you're getting. Yeah. No, honestly, it's like, I don't know what the price point where I have to really think about it, but 10 bucks is just insane. that You're going to pay for you, especially with like WWE starting to, well, I guess they're not making you pay for it, but it's, I don't know. I think they, I heard something where they're going to try and sell pay per views again. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Although yeah, I, don't, not- I have Peacock for other stuff. And I obviously, like, I'll watch wrestling too, I guess. But, like, I don't even, mm-hmm. I don't even have, I don't even watch WWE pay per views when I don't have anything else to, like, uh, when I don't have to pay anything extra. Right. I mean, like, yeah, we, we had the option to watch the elimination pay per view. It was also the day today that we were recording, and um, neither of us really watched that. We just sort of caught the highlights. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're going to move on to AEW, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about WWE stuff just because it intersects, but mostly we're just going to ignore. Uh, okay, Brock Lesnar is the WWE champion again. So, it's going to be champion versus champion at WrestleMania. I think that's pretty cool. Blue. They're gonna yeah. unify. They're gonna unify the titles under Reigns. Reigns is gonna be champion for both shows, so if they have a reason to put him on both shows, because he's the only fucking thing that they're like putting any effort into. Yep, that's basically it. And if they don't do that, that's the only good, like slightly good thing they can do. If they have the balls to have Lesnar beat Reigns and take both titles, oh Jesus Christ, that'll fucking um, suck too. Yeah, I, because then yeah, uh, which uh, part of this is my bias of just not enjoying Lesnar, right? Which I somehow I think am in the minority on. Yeah, no, he's become very popular recently. Somehow, yeah. But yeah, I like that's a fucking disaster too. Because then you have both your major titles on a guy who's never there, right? Not to mention you've taken all this, like credit that you've built up with who could beat Roman Reigns. Yeah, and just, and he just completely blew it away. 
Yeah, it's almost as bad as like when they pissed away the streak on Lesnar. Because yeah, like, listen, I want to make this very clear because I'm not just bitching for the sake of being a mark that's bitching. I'm bitching because these things matter when you're trying to build new people. When you just give it to somebody that doesn't need it, it it's it's wasted. There's you could build someone's career on being the guy that stops Reigns or the guy that beats the Undertaker at WrestleMania. But when the guy already has a career, you've done nothing. You've literally just done a match for a match's sake. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. So, yeah, Which is basically what they do at this point anyway. So. Yeah, more or less. So that was WWE. Um, basically, as far as I can tell, I don't. there's other stuff, but I, I don't want to jump into it too much. Uh, as far as like AEW stuff goes, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on in the undercard, but I think, um, do you want to just start with CM Punk and MJF? Because that was just awesome. And then we'll just jump around. Yeah, sure. All right. So, um, first of all, if you're somebody that's annoyed that they didn't start with CM Punk coming to the ring to call personality, uh, get it over yourself. It doesn't matter. You can do a cold open with somebody in the ring. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Absolutely. And yes, that is. Uh, if you didn't know, that was something I did see people bitching about online, and it, I wasn't even mad. I was just like, really, like that's where you're drawing this line. Okay. Um, the promo itself was fucking just awesome. Like the the props, the the imagery of like bringing out a picture of MJF paying to see CM Punk, and then just coming up with that line of the price you paid that day will pale in comparison to the price you're going to pay. Like the dude was just spouting poetry. And then like, I, and I'm a sucker for the whole um, Piper, the whole Piper connection that they're doing. But then, but then for him to say, Hey, MGF, will you be my Valentine? <laughs> because of Greg Valentine and the, the yeah. which I have to go back and watch, but Greg Valentine and Piper famously had a, one of the most vicious dog collar matches ever, and that's going to be the stipulation for Revolution: uh, CM Punk versus MJF in a dog collar match. Oh, it's going to be so good! Holy shit! Yeah, I don't. I, if, if you've been watching AEW all the way through, I shouldn't have to sell you because the last one, Brody Lee and Cody, like should already sell you on good, how good these matches can be. So, yeah. um. Yeah, no, I just nothing but awesomeness. I was so happy, and I really love the um, the choice on MJF to not talk to just let that news be like the worst thing he's ever heard in his life, and to shut him up and just walk away without being able to say anything about what he's going to have to go through. Like that was really good, like character development, basically. Um. Yeah, I don't. Is there anything else you want to add to that particular storyline? Because the other uh, stuff. The only other thing I would, I would really mention, I really liked that. I, I liked that MJF came out and didn't say a word and just walked back away. Yeah, like I like that. This is what basically, for all intents and purposes, like shut him up. Right, and he had no like comeback, any comebacks or anything, like. You don't really ever get to see, which is weird because he is kind of like a, 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 he's the type of heel that like hides behind others and stuff. So you right. would think you would see this more, but you don't. 
this was like really i feel this was kind of like the first time i really uh, at least in my memory can like think of him really showing like like straight up fear to the point where he can't talk right yeah no because even if he's like doing chicken shit things in the match he's always so brave on the mic yeah yeah no this did not show that um which i think was really cool yeah it was a really good choice and i i'm like totally looking forward to the match i I am. Uh, I honestly, I'm not 100 percent sure how you, like, how you do this. Do you have because the traditional way would be for MJF to lose this match, like that's right. the payoff is that the face finally gets a hold of the heel, can't go anywhere, and now it's you know on fair footing. So the face destroys the heel, which is perfectly cool. But I think where you're building MJF is to be a, the next world champion um, contender. So do you right. need him to win this feud in order to move on to that? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I think you could build it either way. I'm not sure which way they're going to go. So uh, I guess we'll have to wait. I don't know. Because, yeah. like, I, I guess you can... Depending on how long the, 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 the War of the Atoms goes, uh-huh. like, depending on how long that goes, you can have... MJF lose and then kind of like build himself back up. Yeah. I mean, MJF's a good enough talker that even if he loses, he'll spin it the next week that it was like, you know, the yeah. sun was in his eye or whatever. And it'll be perfectly exactly. fine. Like he, he, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, and I also really appreciated because this is something that's very hard to do um, as a babyface. Like, and a lot of guys would be afraid to do it because you're you you would want you look weak, but the fact that CM Punk in no way tries to like swerve or step around the fact that MJF beat him twice in that match, um, like obviously there's cheating involved, but it's MJF, so of course there's cheating involved. But a lot of faces would be like, you know, would not admit that they lost twice. They would just say they lost, or they might not even say that at all. But CM Punk is confident enough to be like, "Yeah, I lost twice. Doesn't matter. I'm going to, you know, hurt you." So I really appreciate that as well. <laughs> um, all right, I think that's enough. Yeah, as far as that, that seems pretty locked in for the the um, pay per view. Um, now, as far as like the next part of the pay per view, uh, because you haven't seen. Latest Rampage, I already told you that it's now Wardlow, Keith Lee, and Will Hobbs in the Face of the Revolution uh, ladder match. Um, I honestly don't know who I have a, at the moment who I have picking the win. I don't know who else is going in. Like, is it, you know, if it's going to be like a five or six man match? I um, think they're usually six, aren't they? I think so. If I remember correctly, it was six last time. So if that's the case, there'll be three others. But if we have to assume one of these three guys is going to be the winner, my guess would be between Wardlow and Keith Lee. And, my heart says Keith Lee. Yeah, I'm guess I don't think it's I don't think it's going to be Wardlow because though they did set it up as part of the MJF Wardlow storyline. So I'm wondering if you Wardlow wins. Because the whole point was that if he wins, he has to give his title shot to MJF. 
mm-hmm. and that becomes the final straw is Maybe. when MJF tries to take the title shot from him. Or even, I mean, you could do it this way. Instead of even just trying to take the title shot, he could, you could have Wardlow win the title and then MJF comes in to take the title and that's what breaks him. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe. But you could also do it with, you know, Keith Lee. Keith, Keith Lee getting a title shot's not a bad thing. Um, Powerhouse Hobbs, I would say, is probably uh, the dark horse to win. Um, he's been doing really well. It's just he's not built up to have that kind of momentum to win. But if right. he did, you know, definitely could do something with him. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see who else gets in the in the title match. I don't, I don't know who else is scheduled to have the matches, so there's no way to really, you know, talk about I'm guessing it's going to be smaller guys to fill out the rest of the field, but who knows? So, um, let's see. What else is... I'm just trying to think of what else has been going on in, like, the mid-card and other stuff. Um, yeah, so as far as the tag titles go, I'm very excited to see who gets the wins. I think we're both pretty much agreed that they've kind of set it up so that it's going to be the Young Bucks and the and uh, Red Dragon versus Jurassic Express. It's just kind of cool. That should be a really good match. Yeah. yeah. So that'll be fun. Or you know, we'll see if there's another tag team. It might be time for Chaos Project to finally get their much needed <laughs> books. So. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, Luther's been doing some really nice stuff on Dark. You don't know. You could just right. be one minute away. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, let's see here. I don't know. Darby and Andrade continue to move on. Yeah, that one's a little weird. Yeah, I'm assuming because Andrade just cost Darby, Darby's going to cost Andrade, and it's going to end up in a match of Evolution, which yeah. should be a good match. But you know, that's that's pretty clear where they're going to go with it. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, um, yeah, as far as I can think of, that's all the storyline storylines. I mean, um, Britt Baker's faction seems to be imploding a little bit, but. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, not really. Like, the core of, it's only the newest member, really, that isn't. Yeah, it's Hader and uh, uh, Mercedes that are kind of getting at each other. I think that's that's definitely leading to where we thought it was going to go, where Thunder Rose is going to get a title shot. Yeah, absolutely. I I agree 100%. By the way, I wanted to point this out. Um, I saw on Facebook there was a a Mick Foley tweet where he was talking about Thunder Rose winning that notice qualification match. And he said, Thunder Rose is showing that she's the true hardcore legend of AEW. And and Britt Baker answered back, "Uh, Mick... Clearly, it's me, and sit down. You're just embarrassing yourself. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> it was really funny. I love it. So Jeez, yeah, so good. Great. I would love to see like Mick Foley and her get to like have a mic, just like in the ring, mic talk about parkour legend shit. I think it'd be really fun. God, how like realistically though? How Jesus? Oh, how much money would it take for? AEW to get Mick Foley to show up on AEW TV. I think honestly, it's not. A, I think he would do it. I think it's more about the fact that he would know that he probably wouldn't be welcome back in WWE for a while. And yeah, he really, he wants to be. He's part of that family. 
He knows what's yeah, going I think on. He, yeah, I, I agree. Because I, I don't think Nick's the kind of guy that's going to – like, he'll cost some money, but I don't think it'll be like a hold them up for ransom. But I do think he's very much aware of, like, what WWE would think if he shows up on their TV. So Yeah. Although Eric – was like on fucking AEW TV and then a couple Bischoff a couple like months later was fucking under me so who knows yeah, um yeah so let's see what else is there the open challenge with Kate, uh, Jade Cargill keeps going I think on Rampage um the new the next challenger is probably going to be the bunny so mm, okay that, yeah that'll be what it is like Matt Hardy came out and uh Actually, Jade Cargill was wearing something that very much looked like the Riddler suit. She was wearing like this white suit with like green um, money sign rhinestones all over it. It was really very striking looking. I just I, that was something I noticed. Um, but yeah, no, that that's going to be the next thing. I don't know when that match is happening, but that'll be the next open challenge. Um, mm. So I that should think, be alright, I guess. Yeah, I'm not. I think the match itself will be great. I, obviously, I think Jade's going to win that one too. So, yeah, um, yeah, I think, I that's a, that. I think that's about it for the undercard. I can't pick any other big storylines that are going uh, besides the world title, which is going to be Adam Page uh, versus Adam Cole at some point, probably Revolution. Obviously, yep. so I'm I'm okay yes, with how the storylines going, but as of right now, I don't know. It's still in the early stages, it needs a, uh, maybe another week or so build up, like because they just did the beatdown with Adam Cole and uh, Red Dragon. So, I am I, very interested to see what happens with that. Yeah, I'm guessing in the next couple of weeks it'll really start keep building some momentum to the actual match. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So as far as that goes, that's pretty much all the stuff that's happening on on the wrestling part of it. Uh, so the other oh. big news. Yeah, anything else you could pick up? Then the same thing. Uh, the main thing. Yeah, I wanted to just give one more thing that I read about um, <laughs> with Omega, because it seems like he's, at least from what I've read recently, it doesn't actually seem like he's anywhere close to coming back. Yeah, because from what I was reading, he did like an interview, and from from what he said, it sounds like he hasn't been able to get like surgery or anything or like for like any of his problems yet oh wow yeah i would have assumed this is at least done a couple <laughs> yeah it looks like it sounds like let me see when when was this maybe because i'm just i'm on wrestling news mm-hmm. and he did an interview with rest or yeah he did an interview with wrestling observer oh yeah well this was published on this was published on february 19th right the interview, I don't know when the interview itself was, probably relatively close to that. So so it must have been probably like within the past few days. Because yeah. like, yeah, he originally wanted, he was originally hoping to be back this month. But it, because he said, once I'm actually able to try to get the knees fixed and get the next fi- neck fixed, you know, the hernia and all that stuff, then right. he'll hopefully be able to be like he was before which by saying that suggests that he hasn't been able to get any of his stuff fixed yet right yeah no that sucks I'm, I've been looking for I am, it suggests that he's quite a ways off I would assume it doesn't yeah. say here it doesn't give any sort of timetable here specifically 
Right. But like, it sounds like none of his stuff has been fixed yet, which if that's yeah. really the case, then he must, I would assume he's still quite a ways off. Yeah. You would assume he said so, basically yeah. it's, it's, from what I'm reading here, basically it's taking him a lot longer to be able to just set up appointments. Like there hasn't been any, a huge setback or anything. Like it's not mm-hmm. like he's like injured, re-injured anything. It's just like, apparently it's just really hard for him to get like appointments for stuff. I, and probably it's because of COVID, because it, it's technically yeah. an elective surgery, so I'm sure it's kind of a pain to do all that stuff, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, same thing with uh, Miro, because we looked that up uh, while we were watching the pay-per-view, that Miro has a hamstring injury, and there's no timetable for his return. I don't know yeah. if that has to do with trying to get a surgery either, but yeah, he's out for a while too, which, you know, obviously sucks, because, yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah. Another one, just because it had popped into my head while while we were going through stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I haven't been able to see any for sure timetables for Kip Sabian either. Yeah, I'm guessing if I had to put money on, I'm I'm gonna guess that Kip Sabian um, and Penelope are not gonna be people that they're gonna renew after their contracts are up. But I don't know. It's yeah, I just don't think they've done enough that it's gonna. They're going to be on that really short list as far as getting renewed. I don't know. We'll see. The problem because like Kip Sabian's crazy good. Uh, yeah. The problem is like he uh, he's been out for quite a while now at this point. Joey so Janela. I feel like that was the other one. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So no, I, my... I feel like I feel like uh, you've kind of like forgotten just how like good he was doing before the injury because he was like. But they've also signed a lot of people while he's been injured. So that's true. Now the reason Joe Yanella popped to my head is because I told you, and this will lead us into the storyline of what we're talking about. I told you that um, somebody had the idea of having an AEW invasion, and it was the backup players were supposed to be Brian Cage, Marco Stunt, and Joey Janela. Yeah. As if that like, oh, just such a stupid idea. Um, yep, indeed. Yeah, so that leads us into the main thing, which is, of course, as everyone on Earth that even cares a little bit about wrestling knows, uh, Cody Rhodes has left AEW, um, and it looks like from everything all the online sources are saying he's probably going to sign with WWE. And uh, in fact, because of the way his contract ran out long before he actually left, um, he can legally just be on WWE television tomorrow. It, there's really nothing stopping him other than when they want to do it. Yep. Um, so the thing I was just telling Miss um, Fleiss about was that I saw somebody have the brilliant idea to do an invasion angle with Cody Rhodes leading a faction of AEW guys. And I'm just like, as much as I like Marco Stunt and Joey Schnell, and I do, I really enjoy both of their work. If that's the invasion angle, no. Like, I'm already very <laughs> Just dubious. No. Just no. Um, yeah, so for me, and I know there's other people that feel this way. My hope in my heart is that it's all a giant work that they are they are doing. They're going above and beyond for work, and the overall idea would be that Cody is going to be coming back in like a month or two, invading AEW as a heel. That would be. In my brain, that is the only way for Cody in wrestling to make sense. 
Um, but I also realized that everything else is pointing to that not being the case. Yeah. Uh, and more more likely than not, it seems like that he's in an epidemic. I'm just going to say it right here before we get into what your feelings are about it. If he ends up in there to be, it's the stupidest fucking move I've ever seen a wrestler do. Because, especially someone whose last name is Rhodes and knows what he did when his father came into the WWF in 1990. Like, Vince will fuck you over for having the audacity to say you didn't need him. Like, Oh, just I'm so annoyed if that's the idea. I don't know if it was a money thing. I don't know if it's what they're saying online where it was a creative thing with um like he and Kenny and the Bucks just had different visions and it became a rift. But if his solution to that is to go back to fucking WWE, I hope I'm wrong, but I history is on my side. That's all I'm saying. Um, also, it's been reported that Brandy also left with Cody. If he is going to be, it's reporting that she's not going back to WWE. She just yeah. left with him for solidarity reasons. So, um, yeah. So there's where my brain's at. Like, I'm just, I'm genuinely mad about something that has no effect on my life really at all, <laughs> but just annoys the fuck out of me. So I get that. So how how are you feeling about this whole Cody situation? So, first off, I would like to state that when Cody left back in 2016 uh-huh. and started showing up doing this indie stuff, mm-hmm. my first thought was, oh, he he's leaving WWE with, like, Vince's say so approval, whatever. Right. To make a bigger name for himself on the indies and then basically go back to Vince at a future date. Right. As a bigger name to become a star, quote unquote. Right. That was my whole original idea. Obviously, I think that was semi wrong. Right. Which, by the way, if if AEW hadn't happened, all of that makes a lot of logical sense. Yeah, I think yeah. AEW obviously happening changes that. Like, I don't think that was really the case anymore. However, that being said, I out of a lot of because of, like just based on a lot of stuff I've read, Cody doing this, even though. It's stupid in the sense that we all know what's going to happen. Right. Just reading what I've read, it makes all the sense in the world. Like in what way? Because I I still have not seen an angle where this makes sense for anybody. First and foremost. uh, Aside from his father, um, Mm -hmm. Biggest inspirations for Cody. Triple H. So mm-hmm. they've there was a lot of talk about I'm gonna try to formulate this the best I can. There's a lot of talk about Cody 
It was. I mean, there was the rift between him and like the young bucks and like uh, and Kenny. Right. But more so, there was a rift between him and Tony on how on basically like his value. Right. So after basically once Tony Khan signed like Punk, Danielson, Cole. Mm-hmm. Now, even with, like, Keith Lee and everything, mm-hmm. like, Cody, like, from what I've read, Cody basically believes that he should be paid as much as those guys. Right. And it's kind of like that, uh, that, I forget exactly what it's called, but the thing where, like, I, I should be paid as much as, like, the guy you're bringing in. Favored nations. Yeah. Yeah. And Which, so, just uh, for everybody else, because that's a wrestling thing that you, you clicked in your head. Favored Nations in a contract of wrestling. It was a big thing with WCW. Um, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash had it. Basically, what it says is um, if I'm making $3 million a year, you hire somebody that's $5 million, I automatically jump to $5 million because of a clause yeah. in my contract. So that's, yeah, that's what we're talking about. All right, go ahead. Right. Exactly. So, Um, but yeah, so like there's that, and Mm -hmm. obviously, like Cody, Cody's value diminished, right? Basically, once all these guys came in, right? As like harsh as it is to say, because yeah, basically, you have the combination of like, like Cody's not really like as much of a required talent Mm. as he was in the beginning. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, like that was my other big point. As far as like when this happened, as far as like Cody Rhodes as like an on-screen talent, because of the fucking him never going for the world title stipulation, as an on-screen talent, he doesn't have that much value. Like they're not losing that much by not having him on there. They have right. other guys now that can boost the younger talents and help the younger talent and can actually be in storylines for the world title. It, right. The back, the backstage stuff was more like I don't know what his value was there, but well, yeah, that's that's where I was like maybe that's the where we're gonna lose a lot of the, the value of him. But go ahead, then. Well, the thing with that, mm-hmm. the thing with the the off camera stuff is like apparently he, from what I've again from what I've just from what I've like read of like from interviews and crap, he mm-hmm. like he really secluded himself from everyone basically right like he had like he basically had his own own little entourage that he stuck to and like bar basically like kept himself away from everyone else okay and he didn't really he wasn't really like i guess helpful i guess is the best way to put it okay and like yeah. obviously with the on-screen stuff he was also like crazy stubborn about this whole whatever idea he had um, yeah. that he didn't want to go away story, from that the fans just weren't reacting to. Well, the story also, like, as far as what I, I read from, like, Kenny talking about it, the, the the rift for, like, what his idea was originally was he was the one that wanted to go head-to-head with WWE, and the Bucks and Kenny yeah. much more wanted 
just to make a safe place for wrestlers. And I didn't really care about going head to head at WWE. So that's the rift. But you're also right about the storyline. Whatever they were trying to do where he's a heel, but not a heel, but a face, but not a face. Um, Yeah, that's obviously a weird storyline that I don't know if was working. And a lot of people, including myself, wanted him to go heel. So. Right. But, um, but yeah, he just, he was, apparently he was just really, 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 really stubborn about that and just did not mm-hmm. want to take any advice from anyone. And just like he had this, basically he was just set in his ways on that. Right. Um, another thing I read, and again, like, I don't know how much truth is to this, but. Yeah, we also have to say, as far as all this backstage shit, this could all be made up because there are wrestlers that will just make shit up for online gossip. So yeah. take all of this with a huge grain of salt. Grain of salt. Yeah. yeah. But I will that being said, apparently Cody has spent a shit ton of money mm-hmm. um on like private like a big huge private bus. Right. Uh like this new mansion that he just bought, apparently. And I guess there were like things like saying like he like he he might have he might have done something similar to what his dad did in the past to where basically uh, spending money he thinks he has right but doesn't quite cut didn't quite come in yet yeah. um so the money might have been a bigger deal than we think it should be okay if that's the case like if that is true that would make a lot of sense because WWE at this point would spend big money to bring him in and if he was unwise enough to spend more than he saved which is the sin of wrestling and yeah that could be a problem it'd be weird if that was the case just as a second generation guy who's like older brother's been through all this if 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 anybody should know not to fall in that trap like you would think so but like i mean it can happen true like it's not impossible i mean that, and the other thing, the other big thing that, that I think is an issue that I'm not sure how it's going to play out because I don't know if his reality show got a second season, but the other show, the big, the Go Big Show, that's yeah. on TBS. So now you've got this awkward thing where TBS is still probably going to have some sort of relationship with him, but not AEW, but they haven't, you know. I'm sure, like, th- it's not going to be a huge deal for TBS. It's just. It's a weird thing. And, um, yeah, I would say the chances of the reality show continuing are probably pretty slim. Because I've heard people I say mean, that, like... Is Cena... Uh, well, here's a question for you. Here's a mm-hmm. question for you. Is Cena technically still, like... Uh, like, is he... You know, is he still, like, under a WWE contract? I don't know. If, I don't know if he's under a contract. I have heard him say... That no matter what he does, um, WWE actually gets a percentage of it because they own his oh. name. But I don't oh, know. Oh, okay, like maybe that's right. Okay. Yeah. The reason I bring it up is because he has a show on TBS. Yeah, he's got a show. On <laughs> like when that first happened, I was also like, it'd be really hilarious that through TBS somehow he ends up on Dynamite. I don't think that's going to happen, right. but it would be really funny. Like Vince, I'm sorry, I had to do what TBS said. I'm on Wipeout now. Um, yeah. But no, yeah, so that that's the only thing I know for sure is that WWE makes money off of him no matter what because they own his name, but I don't know if okay. he has any other official contracts with them. Gotcha. 
So, okay then. Um. Oh, well, okay then. If that's the case, yeah. I'll, because yeah, that's that was the only other thing. Yeah. Um. But that being said. Oh, back to I don't I didn't really ever explain this. Or I guess this kind of was going into what I was saying about the whole like secluding himself and everything. Right. So like he 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 like really looks up to Triple H. And Triple H, I guess, is like very much like a uh like no nonsense, not like not one of the guys, like no nonsense. Like he, like he's a part-time wrestler, but also like, he's like executive, all this crap, like backstage right. kind of guy. So because of that, he's never really like friendly, I guess is mm. the best way to put it. I guess that's the, at least that's the way like Cody was like putting it. And Cody, I guess was trying to like, really tried to like emulate that. Right. So that's kind of just like what was going into the whole like I guess not really can not really being friendly with people and stuff. That being said though, I don't know how so this is what this is why I'm saying like take what we say with a grain of salt at this point because we don't really know. Right. And it's all based on like what we've read. But that being said, if that was really the case, why does he show up on Sammy's vlog all the time? Yeah, that's a fair point. Like yeah, why would he be doing those like, backstage non AW projects if he was really cutting himself off? Yeah, I mean, I will say he wasn't on BTE anymore. Yeah, but like, like he was popping up on, he was popping up on Sammy's vlog. Uh, he was doing the like he he was doing the whole thing with Fuego mm -hmm. that was all connected to Sammy's vlog. Like, why would he do all that stuff if he? If he was cutting himself off. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, that's the thing also I've heard. Well, a lot of the reports that have come out is that it was a split reaction as far as the locker room. There were people that were happy because of stuff like what you're talking about. But there were people that weren't. So I don't know. I don't, we maybe, don't know. What the maybe Sammy is. was just a part of that. Like, yeah. maybe Sammy was just one of those guys that like Cody just really liked. So he was like, so he did it. It's entirely possible because Sammy. Like Sammy was like handpicked to be his first dynamite opponent. Yeah. Basically. And on his way out, he made sure to lose to Sammy again. Yeah, so. exactly. So maybe it's possible Sammy's just in that inner circle. <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, 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 I guess that's one circle, one inner circle he can be in. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, like I said, I, my hope is that it's a work. It's um, not. I had not heard the money thing. If that is true, then that's the first thing I've heard that makes it make it was, sense. So it, I will say with that, it was just it was something I read on Wrestling News. Yeah. Um, it could be completely bullshit, but it, like, as it far could, as like, it reasons could be completely go, 100% that's, bullshit. That's like the first thing I've heard where it's like, oh, that would make sense because uh, I, I can't stress enough and how much as long as Vince McMahon is the force, he will not forgive what Cody yeah. did. He'll say he forgives him. He but will he bury Cody because yeah, Cody. Absolutely. Like, he, I I can I can almost guarantee that 
what's going to happen is Cody will get like an initial kind of like push type thing mm-hmm. to like, you know, for to basically to try to fuck over AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Even though it's not really going to affect them that much, but and anyways. Then, and then like, once that, happens, once that initial push happens, they're going to yeah. bury the fuck out of them. Yeah. And, and boom, need- here you come Stardust. If you need any proof of that, look at how they fucking treated Stain something 20 years after the, the Monday Night Wars. Exactly. Like, they buried him. There was no reason to. They would have made more money if they hadn't. But yep. it was more important to once again show WWE's the best no matter what. And, and um, that was the old, yeah. that was ancient. That was, and especially in the world of wrestling, that was ancient shit. That was only I cared about it, shit. And Vince still had to say, nope, fuck WCW. Yep. Like, this is, and now, and now we're something that's fresh, still happening. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. I'm also going to point this out. I, as an AEW fan, as, as a person that has stopped watching WWE, this will not, and I think it'll be true for most AEW people, this will not get me to turn the channel to WWE because what, at best what it'll do is add a second segment besides Roman Reigns and their five hours of programming that I will want to have anything to do with, and I can get that through Facebook. So, yeah. I'll, 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 yeah. check out his, I'll check out his first few like segments. I'm yeah. not going to watch the whole show. Fuck that. No. But I'll... I'll... I'll check out his first few like segments and see how shitty of a job they're doing with him, and mm-hmm. then just let him disappear. Yeah. So I don't. Like I said, we'll have to see what happens. Um, my hope, like I said, my hope is still work, but I know I'm. No. Nope. I know it's not happening. No, it's not. I guarantee you, it's not. It, he is. I'm telling you, I if. If Cody Rose doesn't show up on WWE TV programming this week, mm-hmm. if he doesn't show up on WWE programming tomorrow, WWE fucked up. Right. Yeah, that's the other thing. From their angle, if they're going to do it, if that is what's happening, they need to do it quickly. Um, I don't think they could possibly fuck it up as bad as Bret Hart and WCW, but they need to get him on TV. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, he needs to be on TV ASAP. There's he needs of, to be like fucking. He needs to. He, man, I don't even know. I was gonna say he needs to be like on Raw, staring down Lesnar or some shit. Yeah. Well, that was the thing. There's a lot of people that thought he was gonna show up in Elimination Chamber, and it probably would have been if they're gonna do it. Would have been worth the money to fly him to Saudi Arabia, because you know, honestly, yeah, I think that if if that pay per view was happening in the U.S. and not in Saudi Arabia, one hundred percent chance he was gonna be there. Yeah, a lot of people still thought he was going to be there. So, but I, obviously, I, it happened. I wouldn't have been surprised. Yeah. No, like I said, I I will hold out hope until he actually appears on the TV. But yeah. um, that's only just me. Well, being I don't think it's going to take very long. Like yeah. I said, I if Jesus, if they, I'm telling you, man, if he is not on WWE TV this week, they fucked up. Yeah. Unless he was, unless all these WWE rumors are completely false, in which right. case, obviously, it doesn't matter. But if these right. rumors are true, and he like, like, say for example, like they have him, 
he's ready to go, and they just wait till WrestleMania. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that would be a horrible idea. It's fucking stupid. Um, I will say just the fantasy book it though. The storyline, if he does like just uh, like play the field and then comes back and does the invasion as a heel, fuck that! It's so good. Like, there's so much there that you could work off of. Um, I think that's too interesting for the WWE to ever do. No, I meant for AEW. Like, if if what I want happens, I think that would be awesome, and I think it would be the type of thing that would just propel AEW to the next level. It'd be awesome, but it's not going to happen. I I think I if you want my honest opinion of what I think is what you're going to see. Mm -hmm. Oh no, that can't happen because they already have they already have that that match set up between Roman and Lesnar. Right. Hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't know where they put him, honestly. When is there a pay per view? Yeah, there has to be. There's a pay per view between now and WrestleMania. I'm not 100 percent sure because they've um they've cut back on the number of pay per views they were doing, so oh, there might right. not be. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he. Uh, honestly, with as little credit as I give WWE's creative at this point, I could see him just showing up at fucking WrestleMania with a microphone. Like, yeah. Yeah. Is it... Where is WrestleMania this year? I don't know. Yeah. That would require me to give a shit. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I thought it might be somewhere in Texas, but I'm not positive. Oh, it is. It is in Texas. Okay, that's I that's why it, I thought they have a show up with the microphone. You know, fucking Texas, whatever. Yeah, it Where's is. It is 100 in Texas. Gotcha. It is, it's in Texas because I remember I, I've I've heard stuff about. Oh man, I mean it's, it's Texas. You know, take her. Yeah. Well, that's the only other real news out of WWE so far this week that I can think of. Um, the Taker is going to be in the Hall of Fame. Which, yeah. I mean, duh, of course Makes yeah. sense. Interesting to see who they're going to get to induct him. I'm, uh, I don't know. I've heard it floated yeah. before Vince McMahon, which would be interesting. I don't think it's going to happen, but it would be interesting. Uh, Honestly, the only person I can... There's two people that just popped in my head that would work. I don't know if either of them are who they're thinking. Actually, you could do Kane. But the two Kane, that I was thinking of um, is uh, Bruce Pritchard, because he's Brother Love, his original manager, um, or um, Ted DiBiase, because Ted DiBiase was part of the Survivor Series team that brought him in. Yeah. So you could do. I mean, I feel like you should do it. Well, yeah. I feel like it should be someone who's been with them for a long time, though, not just who was there at the very beginning. Yeah. That's why I feel like Kane would be a better option. Kane would definitely be a good option. Yeah. I I don't think anybody would like aside from the initial like part of him coming in. You know what else do they really have to do with him? You know what I mean? Right. Especially on screen. Yeah, no, that's fair. And I think that I, it'll also be, I might watch that because it'll be interesting to see him give a Hall of Fame speech. Um, mm, yeah. yeah, I don't know what that'll sound like. I've, I've listened to him talk out of character now a few times. I'm just curious what he would say in a Hall of Fame speech. 
So, in similar news, by the way, I also saw this week an interview with Brock Lesnar. He's like, I don't give a fuck about the Hall of Fame. (laughs) (laughs) Of course he doesn't. Um, All right, so I think for this episode, because we're already an hour and a half in, I'm going to put up a question this week, but it'll basically just be about Cody. Um, I think it'll just be, do you think Cody will thrive in the WWE? Because um, I think the question of where if he's going or not is not is pretty much settled. So I'll put in, I'll have our um, fans here. Uh, if you want to write in, go to, I think it's only on Spotify. Go to Spotify. You can answer the question, do you think Cody will thrive near me? Um, if we get you know some answers that look entertaining, we will read them on the air and and discuss them more next time we do chaos ringside. Let's be realistic. They don't have to look entertaining. If we get responses, we will read them on air. I was trying to show that we have some sort of growth, but you're right. Yes, we get any responses. Pretty much we're going to read them on air. (laughs) Uh, There's a reason we don't do fan mail. It's not because we don't get good fan mail. So shut up. Anyway, (laughs) um, as far as like what we're doing here uh, next week will be Star Trek uh, Voyager. Uh, the episode is Ex Post Facto. It's a pretty cool mini mystery episode. Um, yeah, Tom Paris gets accused of murder and has to relive the murder every 36 hours and intrigue ensues. Uh, as far as what we're going to be doing for Chaos Everywhere, we haven't really discussed it yet. I, I, don't, I don't know. I will figure it out. I don't really have any specific ideas at the moment. Um, so, yeah, we'll just, we'll, that'll just have to be a surprise. Um, maybe, I'm only throwing this out there, maybe a Simpsons episode, because it feels like a while since we've actually dived into the Simpsons. So maybe I'll find yeah, a, a nice Simpsons episode for us to discuss. Yeah. Um, well, let's see. Oh, well, thanks, Derek Bowman, for the theme song. Follow um, us at Chaos Pod Show on Twitter. Follow me at LastGilchrist1 on Twitter or at LastGilchrist on TikTok. Uh, you can write the show if you want to be our first fan mail at chaospodshow at gmail.com. Yeah. And um, yeah, I hope everybody's having a good night. Hope you enjoyed our breakdown of No Surrender and uh, the ADW comings and goings. And um, I guess we'll see you uh, next week. See, that's what I was waiting for. I had to get the deuces in there before I ran into the recording. Have a good night.